When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Business Aspirin, pain relief for business. Clint Junell has managed a restoration company in Dallas since 2008 and is one of the top drying experts in his region. Clint is also the co-founder of JobDocs, a software developed to help his team manage their overwhelming volume of projects. On the podcast, Clint brings together business managers and leaders to share with you how they have overcome their business pains and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Clint Junell. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is your host, Clint Janelle. Welcome to Business Aspirin. Today, I have with me Jarrett Steer. Jarrett, how are you, my oh, friend? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I'm glad, I'm glad to be here. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you got the podcast up and running, and I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I was excited to be able to finally get you on um, because I did yours. When you did yeah. your podcast, I was able to jump on, and we had a great conversation in that podcast. Uh, in fact, we... I may get our team just to repost that one as part of one of ours because it was very similar uh, in yeah. kind of what we're trying to accomplish today in, in chit-chatting. And, um, and I'm excited to have you on. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about you and about your business. And let's tell about how you got here and who you are and what you do. And let's run it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll try to keep it short and sweet. But yeah, my name is Jarrett Steer. I own a company called GMS Distribution. We make power distribution equipment uh, pretty much specifically for the restoration market, restoration contractor. Uh, How I got started, I was an electrician, worked for my dad's company, uh, had my journeyman license, and I was making some power distribution. This is in in Indiana. I was making some power distribution, just just side hustle, just on the side, wanting to sell maybe 20 of them a year was a goal. And uh, it was just something that I did, you know, like I said, on the side. 2008 comes and cuts my hours in half. My wife, uh, her income gets cut in half. And now I'm just trying to pay bills. Uh, so where we were at, this is like, really, it's a really interesting part of the story because where we were at in Fort Wayne, Indiana, you're, you're within three hours of Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, uh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. If you go six hours, you can get to Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Nashville. So you can, like, you can get to a lot of major markets really sure. quick. I was just putting them in the back of my car, driving, going door to door, and, and selling them, selling them out the trunk of my car. And that's, so that's what I was doing just to make some extra money. Ended up running across a, a Ramsco. Everyone knows who Ramsco is. I didn't know who they were at that time, but run across to them. They're like, dude, we're going to sell these across the country for you. You just go home and make them. And uh, it was about after about two years after I I uh, was introduced to them and they they just kind of took off and I quit my job with my dad doing electrical work. And I have been doing full time building power boxes, you know, ever since uh, last year, you know, in, in, in kind of uh, perspective, you know, my goal was to do 20 last year. We did 4000. So yeah, unbelievable, uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy this industry a lot. You guys are, are here to help people. And, uh, and I look at it as I'm here to help you help people. So we make the power yeah. distribution. So you don't have to worry about finding electricity to plug your equipment in. I'll worry about that. You worry about drying out the structure, taking care of the customer. And, uh, and I'm, I'm happy. I mean, one, I love my job. Uh, it's fun to, it's fun to own your own business. 
And, uh, but to, I mean, to be in this industry and have the customers that I have, it, it just makes it, makes it even better. Yeah. Well, and I was excited to have you on partly because of the story, right? Because I've known you for at least a decade. Yeah. Um, and so I've kind of watched what you've done and watched you grow. And the funny thing, I see some of the boxes in the background, dude, like and you've been building yeah. them out, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're for, them. for those of you who don't know, the box that he builds, the G unit is what we call it, right? The G, G unit. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. G unit is designed so that when you get in those environments and you don't have enough power in the home uh, from just the regular outlets and plugs, you can go to the dryer plug. You can go to the range plug. You can find other places to plug in and yep. the box will split out the power. It comes in a kit now, right? There's this bag. Yep. You get this kit. It's got this box in the box. It's got several different plugs on it. It's got this connector and you go, okay, well, I need a three prong range connector or whatever you're getting, right? Yep. And you split the power out and that gives you the two legs of power at the 110 to power your fans and DUs and all that and provides you additional level of power for a home. Um, yep. And so that that affords you the chance to get those extra few pieces of equipment in instead of having to call for a generator or some other, you know, electrician hardwire, something not in. having enough on, on the job or or if you're running into your trip and breakers, I mean. I mean, yeah, I've had conversations with people are like, they're like, oh, I can always find enough power. It's like, yeah, but how much time did you spend finding enough? And how many breakers did you trip finding enough? This is just yeah. so easy. You just plug it yeah. in, 48 amps available, run your job. It's so beautiful, man. And we've like, we've enjoyed um, using the, the product and having the product available for some of our projects. And the, the thing that is intriguing to me is it's like, you're in the space, but you're very niche, right? Like you're, you're looking for the specific thing. You're providing one singular product um, to the market and to run 4,000 of them is, is unbelievable, man. Like that's an amazing product to be selling. Right. And there's a lot of opportunities still on the table for you. And that's exciting, dude. It's so fun. let's talk about, let's talk about that. So okay. worked for your dad, the, the economy crashed in 08. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, you know, trying to reel to figure out what they do in order to survive and make the ends meet. You hustle. Yeah. You go out and hustle. You have this product. Doesn't look like this current product. Uh, you know, the original, right. you know, version one is very different than what you currently have in place. Right. But you go out and hustle and you sell some of them. I didn't realize where Indy was that you could reach those other markets so readily, but that's oh, amazing that you happen to yeah. be in that spot. If I, uh, because that's the thing, right? if I wasn't in Fort Wayne, I don't know how I would have done it. I wouldn't, no. to, I wouldn't be able to hit so many so fast. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah. very fortunate. That's kind of where you were at the time. And that's unbelievable. Um, so, you know, you had to make something happen. And so that's part of, that's part of business too. Right. And that's like, would you say part of what made you successful was it had to work? Yeah. To, yeah. To a point. I mean, at the, in that, in that 2008 moment. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it had to work. I had to, I had to do something. Right. So you know, once there was a little bit, kind of a little bit of momentum, a little bit of a ball rolling, it was like, okay, we, we got to do this. Yeah, this has to work. Yeah. I would agree with that. What was the thing that finally said at the end of like it's time to quit and move full time just into this. What? Let's talk about the moments. What were happening there? Well, that, that was very strategic. So I know going like going back, uh, the book Entrepreneur by Dave Ramsey, or no, no Entree, what, no, not Entree, not Entrepreneur, Entree Leadership, Entree Leadership by Dave right. Ramsey. Because I didn't know, I didn't know anything about business. I mean, in a sense. My dad had a business. It's a service business in a local market. I knew some, but when you start moving into a national manufacturing, it's a very, very different business. It's a very, very different game. Very different way that you that sure. you. It's it's different. Um, so I I 
listen to that book while I was making, like, I remember I had it playing in the background. I bought the CDs at the time, right? That was like back yeah, in yeah, yeah, 2000, yeah. 2009. It's not on Audible. This is not digital. No, it's actually it wasn't on Audible. put something in, push play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't on Audible. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm listening to it on CD in my, in my garage, in my workshop while I'm building boxes and I'm just taking notes like, okay, yeah, I need to start doing this. Um, so that was one of the things that, that I was doing to learn what to do. And in that book, it tells you how to transfer from, you know, your full-time job to your side hustle. And so it was basically just taking that playbook and going, you know, it was, it was one, I mean, Dave Ramsey's money. So it was, it was looking at, you know, when do I have enough income coming in from my side hustle that replaces, you know, my current job to where now, now, yeah, I can go, I can go full-time with that. So it was, it was strategic. It was planned. And, and in that though, I mean, there's, there's a point where, you know, it's, it's, maybe making 80%. So you're still working your full-time job and you're basically working a three-quarter job, you know, at the same time until that one can completely replace the other. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, there was probably like a six-month period where where it was, you know, those 14, 16-hour days. Like I would I would go to work, I'd do my electrical, I'd come home, I'd eat dinner, I'd go out in the shop and I'd be out there five, six more hours building power boxes. Right. So, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, but it was, it was very strategic. It was very planned. Uh, and I, and I waited until I could completely replace my income before I made that jump to the business. Okay. And I think that's, you know, obviously wise, right. To be able to have some income and know you had the income. What was there anxiety around leaving your job? Like, you know, you're making some money now. It looks like it's replacing the income, but you still have to go, okay. Is like sustainability, right? Okay. I, I can well, do it now, but is it, am I going to be able to do it? Am I, am I hitting it during the I mean, you know how this business runs, right? It's cyclical. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. it's, am I hitting it during the high time? And that's what I'm seeing or. So like, kind of what, fortunately what? with that, I mean, it's my dad's company. So right. at any moment I'm like, Hey dad, I don't, hey. I don't mean going on next week, you know? So, I mean, there were times where I would go, you know, I would go back and fill in. Um, right. I also had a lot of people in this industry, know, Chris Laney, uh, he's out of Fort Wayne also. Um, me and him are good friends. Uh, even before the power distribution, we were good friends. And uh, so I could pick up hours with him too, if I needed to. So there were there to, to your point. Yeah. I mean, at a, at a time, you know, it's not now you're in manufacturing and the income so steady. It's not a paycheck every two weeks. Now it, it's coming, you know, in waves, but I was able to supplement that too, with my relationship, having a relationship with my dad and his company that I could kind of pop in and out when I, when I needed to. And then also with Chris Laney, you know, I could do the same thing with him. Sure. Sure. So let's talk about, like some things that as you make that transition and you're running your own business, mm-hmm. what are some things that you experienced that were pain points uh, in regard to being able to operate and run your own thing and be on your own? And it's all the, it's all the stuff that you, I mean, I guess for me, the stuff that I didn't know, you don't know what you don't know, the stuff that you don't think about, um, you know, the, the UL listing, the, those oh, as, a, as a product, yeah. As an electrical product, you're throwing into something, right? Right. Somebody's house. Right. If that joker catches on fire and burns somebody's houses down, then right. that's your liability is high. Sure. So that UL listing is important, uh, you know, and then the insurance, you know, you, and, then you, and then you get the bill for the insurance. You're like, wait, what? How much is insurance? Um, so I think it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of those kinds of things. I mean, every time you turn around, you know, and so I, I remember I kind of kind of making a joke, but it's like I have to go pay this person and pay this person so that I can go sell something so that I can make some money so that I can pay an accountant to tell me how much I can keep so that I can get paid. It's like you, you pay so many people 
before you get paid uh, and, then you pay the and then you pay the government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, up front. Up front. You know, yeah. and that's the funny thing that I say to people all the time is it's a really romantic idea and great idea to have your own business until you have your own business. And, yeah. And then it's hard, dude. And then it's yeah. the stress of, uh, you know, keeping it all going. And like you, you've got a family you got to take care of and feed and ensure that you're paying the bill for the building and then paying the light bill and paying the insurance. And you, know, you got, you know, all, all the, you, all the vendors you have to pay and, yeah, it just yeah. keeps coming. How many employees do you have currently? Uh, currently, just two. Just okay. two. I've got, I've got one guy that works with me in the warehouse, uh, and then I have a sales rep that's uh, that's a team member that you know is making making calls and and just making sure people know about the product. Okay. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's amazing that you've that you still have a staff that you can kind of run this with though, because that helps take some of the pressure off of you and affords you the chance to help grow the business. It does uh, and navigate some of those pain points. It does. And I think that's the other thing too. I mean, and, and you know, it from business, you know, you wear all the hats, you wear, you wear all of them. And, and sometimes, you know, it's so, I, at least, you know, maybe the grass is greener on the other side, but you know, it's like, if I just had a, a division that I could just focus on, you know, if I could just focus on the production or I could just focus on the purchasing, or I could just focus on the sales, or I just focus on the marketing or just focus on the admin or just, but it's like, you can't, it's all of it every single day. And it and any of it can be a fire that needs to be put out. You know, anything can be uh, immediate and emergency at any time, any day. And it's it's you get pulled in so many directions that if, for me it is hard to hard to kind of stay focused. And I've had to do you know work and do a lot of different tactics to make sure that I can that I can stay focused on certain tasks because you can get pulled away so fast because you're wearing you're wearing all the hats. You're doing all the jobs. Yeah. So, it's, well, it's, it's difficult. I'm going to want to talk about that because a lot of our listeners are new entrepreneurs, right? And they are just starting a business or in some cases they're, you know, they're still trying to get to that first million dollars in revenue that mm-hmm. they're trying to hit. And so they're having to do all that. Now, I, I've done it, right? You're, you do it. It's exactly right. Okay. Well, well crap. I got to figure out about the Facebook ads. And I got to figure out about the Google ads. And then I've got to make sure that all that's taken care of. And then I do emails. And then anybody that has any problem that needs to come talk to me, I got to be able to address that and navigate it. And then if there are client problems, I got to address the client problems. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for stuff to slip through the cracks and to keep it all in your head is difficult, which is, I mean, you know, it's part of the reason I built a software program to begin with is so I, cause I couldn't Can't on the project, on the project side that yeah. has, and that system doesn't do anything to help me navigate. Okay. What about the Google ads? And what about the the Facebook ads and what about all the other parts and pieces that go into it? It's strictly just the project side. So let's talk about some of the, the methods or processes or whatever you've done that you found valuable to help you ensure you're getting the majority of that stuff done, at least uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, the very first thing is, is uh, some quiet time in the morning with a, with my daily planner. Um, I have, I've kind of perfected my daily planner. I made it myself. Like I uh, built the template you know, just on, I don't know, on word or something, but uh, I mean, I built a template and basically I've just taken planners from over the years, taken the things that I liked about them and, uh, and done it. I'm going to see where it is. I was going to show you one, but I don't even, I don't know where my notebook went <laughs> anyway. Oh, there it is. Uh, well, and the other thing too, I got a digital notepad, which has been oh, nice. huge, yeah. huge, huge. So I actually downloaded the daily planner template right on here. And uh, we're probably gonna be able to see it on the screen, but I can just tell you, I mean, the, the kind of the, the topics and stuff that I have on yeah. today's focus, write that in your checklist for your to do. So there's a note section. Uh, I keep track of my meals. I keep track of my water. 
And then I have my schedule that goes from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, the date, Monday through Sunday. And and then uh, good things that happen today. So it really takes you, you know, you start the morning with it. Um, and then the nice thing about this is, you know, when it's when it's on the digital, you can just go to the next day, copy, paste, bring to the bring to the next one. So anything that didn't get done from your previous day goes to your next. But that, that morning time, quiet time where it's just just dedicated to just looking at that and planning out your day. If, you, if I don't plan out my day, it goes to shit so fast and it's not productive. And I'm, I'm very big on productivity and being effective and being efficient. Like those are my, if you would want to describe me and what's important to me, those are the things that are important. I want to be productive, effective, and efficient. And uh, that daily planner is, is what helps me do that. It helps me right away. The very first thing is what's today's focus. And sometimes there's not like a focus, but you know, if there is one though, this is the time to, to figure it out right away, right in the morning. What is today's focus? And then your to-do list. And then you also have to keep up with your, with your meals and your water. That's important. Your health, you're healthy. You're, I mean, you're, you're doing a lot of stuff uh, to stay, to stay fit and active. Um, I put it right on the planner. Like I keep try keep track of it. And uh, so that's the, that's the first thing that I've done is to have that daily planner. But then, you know, those plans go out. Uh, I, 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 I use traction. Um, I don't right. know if yeah, you're yeah. with yeah, EOS. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I use, we've had a lot of conversations about that on the podcast too, in terms of guys it's, that use it. and it's navigate it. yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. So that's the other thing. That's a, that's a weekly meeting. Uh, and that's our, that's set and it has its own uh, checklist and worksheets and objectives. And, and, you know, you look at that weekly and you have your scorecard to keep track of all the, all the things that are happening in the business. Cause you have to get it out of your head. You have yeah. to get it out of your head. If you're going to stay focused and productive on, on other things. So the scorecard is huge and actually I can bring, I can bring my scorecard up right here and I'll just, cause I, this, I think the scorecard is a, is a big deal for me. Um, and I know when I've talked about it with other people, they're like, Oh, wow, that's great. So on my scorecard, just real quick, I can't show it to you, but sure. we're keeping track of, we're keeping track of uh, first our assets, we have open sales orders, inventory receivables, our checking account. Uh, and then we total that up. We have our liabilities, our open purchase orders, our payables, and the credit card balance. And then those, uh, you know, we basically have a have an equation that then gives us a, a number, our assets divided by our liabilities. And, and then we can just look at that number real quick and see just a quick health of the company. Uh, and then, you know, the team members that I have, they have their numbers that they keep track of. So uh, Duke uh, in sales. We're keeping track of our previous three months of sales, our last year's three months, our year to date, our year to date goal. And then he keeps track of his new calls, his demos and his new accounts. And then on my production side, the assemblies that we've shipped, our longest ship date, oldest sales order and how many assemblies we have on the shelf. And those by just keeping track of those and that gets updated weekly at any point I can go to this, I can see trends. I mean, when I, after you do it for so long, you can see trends, but it's so quick. I mean, before, before this scorecard, if you would have asked me, you know, how is your business? Well, let me take the next three hours and run reports and analyze them. And I'll tell you by updating the scorecard every week, I can, I can look at this and it's, I know, I know in two seconds how the business is doing. Or where, that's beautiful. Where, where my attention is needed. Um, so the scorecard is huge. That's part of traction. That's part of the traction EOS, mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. weekly meeting. And then those weekly meetings get broke, broke into quarterly meetings, which then the quarterlies go to yearly and the yearlies go to five year. So basically with the, with that, it's, it's all about planning. It's all about planning and, and then just executing. Um, I think the other thing too, that's helped me is, is kind of patience a little bit too, though, because 
things can change. If, if I decide to do something, well, for instance, the podcast is a good example. When I decided to do a podcast, I said, I, I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it for six months. That's, that's anytime I decide to do something, it's for six months. When we do the scorecard, it's like, we're going to try this. We're going to do it for six months. And then, and then we'll assess at that point and see, is this something we want to continue doing or not? But I always give myself that amount of time to really kind of invest in something before I make a decision to either cut it or keep going with it. So I think that's, yeah, it's, 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 it's about the plan. It's about the plan. It's about being patient. It's about working the plan. Um, and like I said, with the traction, they start at five years. What do you want to do in five? Break that down to what do I need to do this year to get to that five-year goal? Then you break that down. What do I got to do this quarter to make my year goal? And then you break that down. What do I got to do this week to meet my quarter, to meet my year, to meet my five-year? Right. And then those all get reassessed annually. And, and you use that along with your uh, planner. And, and, and that, that what, the, that's what keeps you. I, I like what you said, productive, effective, and efficient. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The goal is to be productive, effective, and efficient. And I like I like you saying that. And um, this. EOS does that great, right? So those those are amazing tools on both parts. Yes. It's I mean, so I would say anybody that's starting out, you're overwhelmed. I know you are. It's that plan. You got to put the plan together and you have to start organizing your day daily to meet those goals. Your daily meets your weekly, your weekly meets your monthly, your monthly meets your quarterly, your quarterly. I mean, it's on and on. But you have to have that plan. Otherwise, you you don't know what you're doing. Well, you know, if you listen, if you listen to traction, right, they'll say, um, if you don't know where you're going, you just might get there. Yeah, again, <laughs> right? exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, well, I don't know what I'm, I'm just, okay, so I'm just out here working and I don't know what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I don't have any real plan to get there. Then you're going to wind up wherever you're not trying to get to because you don't know. Well, and I've had those years. I've, I've, I've had many of those years where, you know, I'll write down a yearly goal and at the end of the year, I didn't hit it. And next year I have the same yearly goal. How do I have the same yearly goal year after year after year? I'm not going anywhere. I don't have any traction. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. So yeah. Once once we started implementing that, and and I've been using that for over a year now. I mean, things are things are really really taking off, and and I and I, it's it's all out of your head. There's a plan. You can stay focused on it, and then you can gauge it and see how you're doing. Make adjustments if you need to. Yeah. Well, and it's good that you've done that at this point before you're huge staffed, right? Because huge staff, mm-hmm. it's harder to implement something like that. So I think kudos to you on getting it, recognizing it. Uh, and and executing on it and getting it implemented and, and running the EOS in your business is, is a smart, smart way to do that. Um, you know, there's a couple of different products out there that are good. Like scaling up is one. Some of the guys that I know use. Yep, um, scaling up is another one, yeah. And EOS is the one that we use, right? Like I, I'm a fan of the, the EOS product and traction. And, you know, I, I think it's valuable for us to have, you know, to navigate what our, our niche is and all the parts and pieces that go into doing the traction side and, well, and you said something where you were, you know, we're saying you're implement it now before you have the big team. And I've actually, I, we had conversations. I mean, with Duke and with Greg, and they're like, "Why are we doing this? Just like we, it's just us." And I was like, "Okay, well, if we're growing, do you guys want to try to do this later when we're ten people, or would we rather do it do it now?" And as a, and as a business owner, and you know, a new person to management, a new person to leadership, I'm I'm like, guys, I kind of need the practice. I, I need yeah, to practice. I need sure. to run these meetings. I need to have an agenda. I need to, I need the practice before, you know, we get to a, to a point. This, yeah. this all needs to be, this all needs to be done. Ah, kudos, man, for sure. So even if you're small, like you're, you know, you go to traction and they're talking about a company that has a hundred employees. Maybe you don't have any employees. It doesn't matter. Start it, start it, mm-hmm. start learning it, mm-hmm. start practicing it. Because if that's where you're headed and that's where you're going, you're going to need these, you're going to need these skills in place to get there. 
Absolutely you are. And I, I'm 100% in with what you're saying, because the reality is, like, if you delay things long enough, you're going to find yourself so far behind that it's hard to catch up to where you need to be. So yeah. it's much smarter to do it now. And and, it, and I get it, right? I'm that guy that's like, freaking hate the whole corporate side of things and the rules and, and the meetings and all the things you have to do. And it's just like, oh, that's why I'm, yeah. I didn't I didn't want a job, right? I didn't want that. Uh, but then you get in a spot where you have to have it and you re- recognize like, ah, that's yeah. why this exists. I get it now. And then you you just start to learn to implement it. So you've, at the same time, you got to be able to buy your team in at the same time, right? Just like you did with your guys. Like, yeah, there's only three of us. However, right. you know, this is where we need to be. Let's make this work. Let's execute it now. Let's be good at it. And then when we have more people, we all do it together well. And it's easier to get everybody else onboarded that way and, and ready to go. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this then. And what do you think the best decision you've made in businesses? Best, best decision I made in business. I don't know if I don't know that I, I don't know. It could be that it could be that's implementing good. EOS. I mean, that's it could be question. saying grabbing a process. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, definitely the process. I think the, I think the, the where I was going to go is, you know, my, my dad taught me this because like I said, dad had the electrical company. I mean, I was, I was out at 12 years old, 13. I mean, I'm working every summer with dad and making money. You know, my senior year, I was only going to school until 10 o'clock. And then I was heading to the job and and running a crew. So with, I've always worked hard. I've always, I'm not scared of work. I'm not scared of a long day. I'm not scared of labor. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of hard things. I think that's, I don't know if that's a decision, but I think when you, when you're in business, you have to be, you have to be able and willing and happy to do hard things. When things get hard, it's because you're doing hard things and, and you have to, you have to be able to do that. Uh, so I think that's probably one of, one of my biggest strengths in business and, and having this one and, and getting it to where it's gone is it doesn't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of a 16 hour day and I'm not scared of another one tomorrow. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not scared of the hard work. So I think that's something that that you have to, you have to just have it in you and be ready for it. And it doesn't get easy. Owning your own business does not get easy. It's hard. And it's hard because it is hard. It doesn't get easy. That's right. So I think that's, I don't know if that, that, that really answers your question, but I think it does. It does at some level, like is, you know, the best decision is to go to work. Yeah. Like be willing to go to work. And so I talked to, I don't know if you know, Chris Fisher from Balefish or not, but he was on the podcast previously. And okay. he said in his pot in, in his podcast, he was like, like, I knew I was going to get this started and I had to commit. And basically he had lost his job and he had 2,300 bucks left. And mm-hmm. uh, he says, like, I got to go do something. This is what I got to do. I know this business. I can start my own. And he said, I went and sat down with my family and said, look, this is what it's going to take in order for us to make this work. This is what it's going to take. It's going to be hard. It's going to require some work. I'm not going to be 100% available right now for all the things that I, I would like to be available for. It will get us some freedoms later. But right now, I got to go to work. And, yeah. and I think that's important for everybody to listen to that's trying to start something or trying to grow something is like if you're weak, weak-minded or weak-hearted, go get a job. Yeah. Go get a job, work for somebody else. And there's nothing and wrong with that either. There's not. There's not no. anything wrong with that. You've no. got to decide because this is going to be hard. Now, choose your heart. Is it hard to work for somebody else because the way you're wired leads you to want to be out doing your own thing and and working for yourself and navigating something? Great. That's going to be hard. So you've got to decide to choose your hard. And in your case, you're like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, let's go to work. If it's hard, it's hard. I'm, I I can make that happen. And, And I, 
I'm full in on that, dude. And I, I love hearing that. And I love when we repeat that sort of thing to the listeners is don't hear this podcast saying, oh man, this is how you're going to fix all your problems. And, and we're going to make your life easy and you're going to be rich because you listen to our podcast. No. Tell me what podcast that is. I'd love to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's one out there that's like, this is easy. <laughs> here's a, here's a button, just push this and it's all going to work. Or, yeah. you know, this is the magic treatment for all of that. The reality is it's going to be hard and some of it's going to suck. And, you know, when, if you got to go to work Friday night at 6 PM, because that's what required and you were supposed to be having dinner with your bride, you got to go to work. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, baby, we have dinner later, but they've got to understand where you're at too. And what's going into that. And if you're willing to dive in and make it work, that's something that's amazing. What other questions or what other statements would you want to tell somebody that we haven't talked about so far? Like what's something, some advice you could offer in what you've done? I think, I think people don't have a big enough. Oh shit fund. You have to have an Oh shit fund. Something's going to happen. You know, and I can even give you, I mean, I can give you examples uh, for me. Usually something happens once a year. Last year, two years ago, two years ago was the big one. Uh, we have the shipping, the shipping issues and right. shipping. My shipping charge went from $6,000, which is what I had budgeted for to $15,000. That's a big difference. That's a big jump. And I mean, and, and you're talking about, you know, my revenue uh, is just over a mil. So that's a, that's a very substantial jump in money. Yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't have my oh shit fund. Yeah. Something been, to cover, right. That'd have been really, that'd have been really difficult. Now, if I, yeah, now if I'm trying to save up over the next couple of months to come up with that money, like now I've already missed the, missed the ball because now I don't have product here. I mean, it's just a, a, a trickle effect, but so the oh shit fund, the other one that, that we just had happened this year. So I made the move from Indiana to Washington uh, three years ago. Uh, I still had my accountant in Indiana, but I'm looking for an accountant in Washington. I finally got a great group earlier this year and uh, they start going through things and they start asking me questions about where's my LNI tax, where's this tax. And, and my Indian accountant didn't know that there were these extra Washington taxes. So they haven't been paid for two years. There's a $13,000 oh shit fund, but you know what it came through? It was covered and we kept rolling and it didn't, it didn't slow us down. Um, but to, you know, those things are going to happen. I'm sure you have your own stories too. Those things are going to happen. You're not going to plan sure. plan for everything. Something's going to happen and you, and you need to be prepared for it. You have to have a plan for it. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, so I, what would you think if you were to tell somebody that's getting started yeah. um, or, or trying to grow, like, do you think there's a number that needs to be in the OSHIT fund? Like, is uh, there at a percentage or something or a dollar amount? Like where yeah, do you think I'll you need to be? To entree leadership, three to six months of expenses. It's it, whatever your expenses are, total them all up and make sure you at least have three months. And if you can have six, have six. Uh, so bef and before they in. pull the trigger or before they do what? Like, what do they cut out in order to get to that point? Well, what do you mean? I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, so if you've got to build a slush fund, right? Yep. You got to build that out and you're currently just working and building your revenue and doing the things you need to do, then what things like, what do you eliminate in order to take that extra money and put it aside? Like what kind of actions would you take to do that? That you think is the most valuable? If there is any, it may be a bad question, honestly. Right? I, say, I don't, I don't know. That I, I don't think I hundred percent understand the question, but at the same time, I mean, I think I do. You gotta, if you, if you start early enough, you can build that three to six months. I mean, it just, just right away. It needs to, it needs to be built into uh, you know, your, your product or like in my, in mine, it's a product and a profit margin. And that, you know, I need to have 
money there to to put into it. So, I mean, so my, you build your you build your oh shit fund out of each unit. Some percentage of each unit goes to your oh shit fund. Yeah, until it's funded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it would be. I mean, for me, I'm pretty aggressive, so I would just take I would just take all the profit until that oh shit funds back to fund it. So once we pulled it for the taxes, I want it. I mean, I want it built back up immediately because I don't know when the next one's coming. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just go lean for the next however long I need to until that funds back to where where it needs to be. And then as we grow, I mean that's one of the things in our annual meeting is we look at. I mean, there's a topic and a, a point. We look at that fund and go, does it need to be more or does it need to be less or does it need to be adjusted or is it good? And then we we make that decision and move on. So that's an annual thing that we look at. But I mean, entree leadership, three to six months of expenses. And then that's that's worked well for me. I haven't had anything come through where I couldn't cover it uh, with with six months of expenses. Sure. And that goes back to it's hard, right? Sometimes you got to go lean. You got to cut stuff out. You got to you know, I can't. I can't go to this trade show. I can't, um, you know, whatever, have this subscription or whatever it is, right? I got to drop a couple of these things in order to make sure that my fund is back where it needs to be. Take a piece of every project, put it in toward the slush fund. Because what I would look at, me missing a trade show isn't going to bankrupt me. Right. Me not having that fund could could really hurt me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love it, man. Um, and I definitely appreciate the time. I know I'm trying to be cognizant of the time with you and I know you got things to do and you got to sling out some more units, man. So, uh, Jared, I really appreciate you being on. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the friendship. Yeah, um, man. Thanks for bringing great. a, thanks for bringing a niche product to the the market that we needed. And, uh, I'm excited about it, man. And, uh, um, I definitely will catch back up with you. We may circle back for a round two. Dude, I would love that. Yeah, I had a great time. Good questions. I hope people, you know, that are listening were able to get something out of it that helps them in their day and makes their life a little easier while they're doing the hard work. Absolutely. And guys, if you're in the restoration space and you need to find that extra way to get a little bit of power, Jared's your guy. Uh, yeah, so we'll yeah, make sure there's a way to connect with you through the podcast and um, they have access to reach out to, to GMS and, and get you guys. But Jared, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, dude, it's been fun. This has been a Business Aspirin, pain relief for business podcast. If you're a business owner trying to overcome your business pains, follow us on Apple Podcasts or visit our website for more information, job-docs.com.